From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Jeff Mayers is president of WISPolitics.com and is sitting in this week for J.R. Ross. Hey, Jeff. Lots to talk about in the world of politics. Vice President Mike Pence held a fundraiser in Milwaukee last week for Republican U.S. Senate candidate Leah Vukmir. She's facing Democratic incumbent Tammy Baldwin in November, and she's lagging behind in funding. Pence told reporters while he was in Milwaukee that he and President Trump would be coming back to Wisconsin this fall to campaign both for Vukmir and Governor Walker, who's locked in a tight race with Democratic challenger Tony Evers. So what kind of an impact would a visit from President Trump have on the Walker and Vukmir campaigns, even though Trump is underwater in Wisconsin? Well, I think it depends on where it is. If uh, Trump uh, would appear somewhere in Milwaukee, I think that that could, uh, you know, could negatively affect uh, Republicans in the suburbs. This is uh, where he appears weakest in Wisconsin. Now, outstate, Green Bay, Eau Claire, you know, I think that Trump has... uh, some power there in terms of uh, uh, turnout uh, and enthusiasm uh, ginning up the base. So, uh, you know, I think that Pence is a sort of a much safer thing because, uh, you know, Pence is not such a reaction. Uh, you know, he can, but he's also not so good at uh, ginning up the base. But, you know, he's a safer option. But I think that, uh, you know, um, I guess we'll take uh, – take the, the vice president's word, and uh, he, both he and Trump will uh, be in the state. At the same time, might we see some high-profile Democrats coming to Wisconsin on behalf of Tammy Baldwin and Tony Evers? And what kind of impact would those visits have on their campaigns? Yeah, I, I expect that. I don't know of anything in the offing. Uh, but yes, I expect that, you know, especially in Milwaukee, which was uh, lagged behind in terms of uh, turnout in 2016, I think there will be a, a special effort uh, there to uh, uh, you know turn out the vote and turn out the African-American vote. Uh, Mandela Barnes certainly is an African-American uh, former state rep um, and the lieutenant governor candidate. Uh, you know, he can be helpful. But I think that you might see, uh, uh, you know, uh, some special effort there. Uh, you know, Tammy Baldwin, she's already had... Um, a number of uh, high-profile uh, Democratic senators uh, in the state for her uh, already, uh, including Bernie Sanders. Uh, and so, um, you know, I expect that there could be more of that as well, because, you know, this is uh, she being a Democratic senator in a state that uh, Donald Trump won to become president, uh, you know, even if polls show her running behind, it makes her a little more uh, vulnerable uh, than um, I think your uh, typical US, uh, Democratic incumbent, maybe in a in a blue state. Now, speaking of the governor's race, we're seeing and hearing some more ads. Governor Walker and groups interested in reelecting him launched another round of attack ads against Walker's Democratic opponent, Tony Evers. Walker has been on the attack since the night of the primary. Is there a reason why he went negative so early and so often? I think it means, um, you know, that uh, uh, Walker is in a, uh, a tough position in this campaign. I mean, I th- he said it himself. 
Um, you know, he's uh, fighting some Democratic headwinds. Uh, he's never really had to do that uh, before uh, in any of his elections. He's running for, um, he's on the statewide ballot for actually the, um, you know, the, uh, the fourth time uh, in general election, if you count the recall. And so there's some Walker fatigue out there. Uh, the Republicans admit that. Uh, you know, Democratic motivation this year has seemed to be higher than Republican uh, motivation. So I think that some of those uh, attack ads are meant to also in- inspire the base. But it's also mostly uh, an effort to um, paint um, Evers in a negative light to... to uh, disqualify him with uh, certain independent voters uh, who may be voting this year. So, um, yeah, I think it means that Walker's in a tough position and needs to make up some ground. He, I haven't seen any poll yet that has him at 50 percent. Also, the Republican Attorneys General Association is about to launch a $2.5 million ad buy on behalf of incumbent Wisconsin Attorney General Brad Schimmel. The ads will include attacks on Schimmel's Democratic opponent Josh Call. We haven't seen or heard much about this race so far, at least as far as ads. So is this a sign that that race will heat up? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, post-Labor Day or around Labor Day, you know, uh, which is, uh, you know, with people in Wisconsin, uh, more casual voters are going to start to focus a little bit more on the race. But this race is, you know, there will never be as much uh, spending in this race by the candidates or by uh, their helpers uh I mean, they'll get swamped on TV by both the uh, the Senate-related ads, the Baldwin-Bukmere-related ads, and the Walker-Evers-related ads. So, um, you know, most operatives I talk to uh, in terms of this race say it's uh, likely to go the way of the governor's race. If uh, Walker wins, then Schimmel wins re-election. If Evers wins, then uh, Josh Call upsets Schimmel. Um, it's uh, it, 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 it'll be, it's just tough for these candidates to break through. Now that we are heading into post-Labor Day, um, at what point does the few ads that we've seen already turn into a bombardment? Well, I don't know. I think there's already been a bombardment. I don't know whether it's saturation level, but it's certainly um, it's been a heavy advertising period here. I don't have any specific numbers, but I just think it's been a heavy advertising period here since the uh, since the primary, since the August primary. A lot of ads for August, and I just think that shows what's at stake in the, in the two big statewide, uh, the, the two biggest statewide races for governor and U.S. Senate. As we talked about, there's these other statewide races, uh, you know, AG. Um, uh, but I think that it's in uh, um, AG. But uh, it's uh, I think it's it's going to be a um, you know it's going to be a, a lot of advertising both from national groups and state based groups. We're not even talking about the legislative candidates yet. So um, yeah, it, it's going to be a heavy advertising year. On another topic, um, Foxconn was back in the news last week. Construction is starting to take shape at the LCD screen manufacturing plant in Mount Pleasant. Plus, the Taiwanese electronics giant announced a couple of major partnerships, one with UW-Madison and the other with Aurora, Johnson Controls, and Northwestern Mutual. Is this good news for Governor Walker's re-election bid with these positive developments, or might Walker's critics seize an opportunity here? Well, I think it's mostly good news for for Walker. I mean, this is, you know, 
he owns Foxconn one way or another, uh, and voters, uh, I think, will see it that way. Uh, you know, th- the more motion there is, the more concrete things that come out of the Foxconn relationship. I think that's just better it is for uh, for Walker. But, you know, you're, he's climbing uh, uphill. The narrative, I think, got away a little bit from the the Walker folks outstate. Uh, and so, uh, you know, they have a, it's, uh, they're doing some, they were doing some uh, specific uh, regionalized advertising related to Foxconn. Um, and, you know, the news about Foxconn in the, in the, uh, in the, in the free me- news media that uh, is also helpful. But, you know, I think for many folks out state, getting them to be pro-Foxconn and, and pro-Walker uh, on this issue may be, uh, there's still a hill to climb according to the polling that I've seen. All right. And finally, DNC reps were in Milwaukee last week in their effort to choose a site for the Democratic National Convention in 2020. A lot of people were asked this question, so now I'm going to ask you, not to put you on the spot, but what do you think are the chances of Milwaukee being selected? Well, you know, I think it's kind of a 60-40 proposition, 60% in favor. Uh, you know, the the reason is the novelty of it all. Uh, you know, it had not happened before. But, you know, this is a blue state, a perennial, uh, you know, in the presidential race that went uh, to Donald Trump instead of Hillary Clinton, and Democrats are still smarting over that. And so, you know, the Midwest, uh, you know, losing those uh, uh, states in the Midwest uh, I think uh, was a real wake-up call um, to Democrats. And, uh, you know, so I think that Milwaukee, uh, you know, uh, because of that history and because of, you know, sort of a blue-collar uh, uh, image and because, uh, you know, uh, the facilities there are tremendous, uh, giving the, the New Bucks Arena the Fiserv uh, Forum. And, um, you know, there's uh, uh, it could be a, uh, you know, a really... Um, good thing. So, um, yeah, I think Milwaukee stands a decent chance, which would, uh, you know, be, uh, you know, an exciting development for those involved in politics uh, in Wisconsin. So, uh, yeah, I think so far so good. That's Jeff Mayers of WISPolitics.com sitting in this week for J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our Capital Notes conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.